Story Q Podcast, Episode 19. Welcome to the Story Q Podcast, my friend. I am your humble host, Frank Erickson. Well, January is history and we're into February. That means we're a month closer to spring and the official start of the 2016 barbecue season than we were 30 plus days ago. And even though I've been hanging out in sunny California for the last seven weeks, I am dreaming of April baseball and barbecue. And I know most of you north of the Mason-Dixon line are feeling that way too. So let's get on with this week's Story Q podcast. This week, our guest is Drew Thornley. He is the founder and chief tour guide of Man Up Texas Barbecue, which has grown from just a fun little barbecue tour that, that Drew came up with the idea for into one of the top, if not best, barbecue tours in Texas. But more than that, it's also blossomed into a full-blown Texas barbecue festival, and we're going to tell you all about that. So let's jump into it. From Man Up Texas Barbecue, here's Drew Thornley on the Story Q Podcast. Hey, Drew. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure and our pleasure here at Story Q Magazine. Um, it's been, a, what, a couple of years since you and I first connected uh, when we did a podcast for the National Barbecue Association. Yeah, I guess that was at least a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm happy to see that you're still uh, doing Man Up Texas Barbecue and, and kind of uh, combining, combining a great hobby or love of barbecue with uh, the rest of your world. Yeah, it's uh, it's still going strong and, and growing, and the things we've been doing, we keep doing, and we're thinking about new things, and so yeah, it's still a, a good time to be be doing this type of stuff because you know the the wave of barbecue enthusiasm is still really really strong in Texas, and uh, so we're happy to be a part of that. I'm happy you're a part of it too because I think Thank you got a great thing going. Thank you. Speaking of which, um, before we get into the nitty-gritty about Man Up Texas Barbecue, who introduced you to Real Texas Barbecue, and how old were you at the time? Uh, well, the first time I ever had it, oh gosh, uh, now I'm thinking back. Honestly, I think I went to Austin for a, a weekend. I had a meeting there during uh, law school, and... The guy, one of the guys in the meeting, he, he went to, had gone to undergrad at UT and we drove kind of into the city and he took me to Stubbs. And I think that might've been the first time I ever had it. And then about a, a, a short while later after law school, so at the age of 25, I went to San Antonio for a weekend, Memorial Day, had the county line on the Riverwalk. Mm -hmm. And then... Once more, a year later, while I was living in Chicago, I flew to Austin for a weekend, and I ate at uh, Rudy's outside of San Antonio. Uh -huh. So honestly, Stubbs, County Line, and Rudy's were my first three barbecue joints. And then obviously, when I moved to Austin at the age of 27, back in 2007, I started eating at a range of barbecue joints. Yeah, they're just about like delis in New York. Yeah, it's it's unreal how many there are now. I mean, there've been quite a few that have closed since 2007, but way more have opened. Yeah. And you know, and like anything else, the uh, you know, the cream always rises to the top and the ones that are doing it right stay in business and keep on doing it. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, the the cream that came on the scene around 2010 made everybody else up their game, so to speak. And so now the upper echelon places are 
way more numerous than they were before. Mm. It is kind of a rising tide lifts all ships kind of thing. Yeah, which is great for all of us barbecue lovers. No doubt about it. I was uh, in Austin for a long weekend in April of last year, and um, man, I just I discovered some places that I didn't know existed. I went to a few of my favorites, um, made the trek to Lockhart, of course. Sure. But um, I kind of stumbled across uh, Friedman's Barbecue. Yeah. Right downtown. And uh, we actually went there at night after they had closed. We just went for dessert. And as I parked in the back, and they've got their two giant smokers out there. And I said, I've got to come back here tomorrow for lunch. Yeah, and I, and I went, and their brisket was fabulous. That's a really good place that I don't feel gets the attention it deserves. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's a little bit north of downtown. It's 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 in the campus area. It's mm-hmm. in West Campus, so you know, people may not think of it immediately just because it's in West Campus, but it's a it's a great location, um, and they've done a nice job with the build out inside. And people absolutely love the barbecue, and they're definitely one of the ones that people kind of talk about in that first breath of, oh, the great barbecue places uh, in Austin. And it's just a wealth of kind of a, uh, what's the right expression here, kind of a a comedy of riches, so Mm -hmm. to say. You know, just a a wealth of riches where we just got like, you know, so many top-notch barbecue places in Austin that honestly, Austin in the past several years has become a barbecue destination, whereas it just wasn't before. I mean, it it wasn't when I moved to Austin in 2007, it wasn't a barbecue destination. I mean, people, people left Austin to go to Lockhart and to go to some of these other places. Um, but now the people are coming to Austin and we've just seen a a, a real shift there. Yeah. It's, it really has become, uh, you know, to me, I mean, again, I'm not from Texas and don't get there nearly as much as I'd like to, but it's sort of the barbecue mecca for that state. It's, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm wrong, yeah. feel free to tell me. No, you're exactly right. And like I said, it is this embarrassment of riches where Austin has now just become, like you said, a barbecue mecca and is receiving ridiculous amounts of press. I mean, forget Texas press. It's getting national and international yeah. press. Um, and people are flocking in. And, you know, that's one reason that we're happy to have a tour business that we can talk about later that, you know, when people come in, we're happy to take them around and, and give them the guided tour and, and help them out seeing some of these places. Speaking of which, tell us about Man Up Texas Barbecue. How did that come to life? Where'd you get the idea? And, and, and when did you launch it? Well, uh, I'll try to be brief explaining it. Well, I, I'd, I'd been a blogger during law school, but, you know, it was like serious stuff like, you know, United Nations policies or tax policy or U.S.-Russian relations, like stuff that nobody really wants to read. It's not fun stuff. Uh-huh. I, I just like to write and I like policy stuff. So I've been a blogger. And when I moved to Texas, I wanted to have a blog, but I, I didn't want to be writing about NATO or UN anymore. So I wanted to do something kind of lighthearted. So I thought, I'm going to start a blog about something that Texans are really proud of. And listen, not being from Texas, you know, maybe you can relate. I, I've grown up hearing from Texans whenever I meet them how great their state is. And um, I was just always kind of fascinated by that just because I, I love my state of Alabama more than anything. But I find things that I like about everywhere. And uh, there's just this really Texas-centric kind of mindset for Texans. Um 
so anyway, uh, one of the things they pride themselves on is barbecue. You know, Texas right. has its own brand of everything. And, you know, Texas two-step, Texas hold'em. You know, uh, there's like Texas you fill in the blank. And Texas barbecue is one of those things. And I thought, well, you know, there are a lot of these barbecue joints I'd like to try. I keep hearing about it. Why don't I start eating at some of them? And I can just start a little, a little blog and write about it. And I was telling some buddies this at a church party one night, and I said, tomorrow I think I'm going to go to Lockhart. I've never been. I'm just going to go to Lockhart by myself and try some barbecue joints. And one of the guys said, uh, he said, I'll man up with you. I'll go. And I go, man up. That sounds like a good idea for the name of a blog. And that's what I called it. And uh, ever since that day, that day in Lockhart, uh, August in August of 2008, I've posted at least one post every single day without missing a day, including today. Wow. Uh, but that's just the blog. And it's just, it's not a big deal. I just blog. It's just a non-monetized, just celebration of Texas barbecue. Um, it, after a couple of years of doing that and, and getting to know the industry and meeting the proprietors, I realized there were a couple of, I don't know, Uh, there were a couple of holes there between the the producers and the consumers. You know, there wasn't a tour business and there wasn't a festival and there wasn't a card saver program. And so I just started all three of those things uh, to connect the the makers of barbecue with the eaters of barbecue. And uh, so I kind of launched the business from that, the LLC. I've maintained the blog throughout, but once I formed the LLC, I completely quit the doing the things on the blog that I had been doing, for example, rating and scoring and giving out awards or even giving my opinion. I don't even give my opinion publicly anymore about any place uh, because I don't expect people who don't know me just to trust that, oh, well, you know, he gave that place bad marks because they don't take part in his festival or, or he said good things because they're on yeah. his car program. Well, I wouldn't be like that at all, but I don't expect you to take my word on that. So I just re- just said I'm not doing it. I'm going to remove the even the pr- appearance of impropriety, and uh, I've just separated. And now I just post pictures and questions of the day, or recurring features, or giveaways, just things like that. I I've taken myself out of the editorializing, so to speak. Walk us through a typical day, or not a typical day, but walk us through a, a Man Up Texas barbecue tour. Well, I'll say that they're all different. Um, because we will, we'll take any group size. Um, we can do it on one day. We can do multiple days. Uh, I did a tour, my partner and I did a tour in, in September and it was seven days long. We had folks come in from out of state and we, we picked them up at the air. We, we picked them up at the hotel in the morning and dropped them off at night. It was seven days and, uh, took them back to the airport to head back home or it can be one day. I mean, I've done a three hour tour, five hour tour, but your typical, public tour that we run every other month because most of our tours are private and they're uh-huh. customized the, the every other month kind of one off here's the itinerary buy a ticket if you want to tour that's typically like a eight to ten hour tour four to five stops something like that mm-hmm. yeah so it's not there's nothing really typical um i would just say we go to a mix of barbecue joints and you know drink stops and then any other places that either we or the clients want to go maybe like a dessert shop or a breakfast place or a taco place or whatever, just to give a little variety. Sure. Yeah. Are most of your guests that go on these tours, are they pretty much seasoned barbecue lovers or are they really there to sample Texas barbecue for the first time? I'd say we get a good, a good portion of both. 
-hmm. we get some who, I mean, they eat barbecue all the time. Uh, they, maybe they've been to the places we're going. Um, and then we get some who don't eat barbecue hardly ever, or maybe have never been, even been to Texas. Um, and we like both. I mean, it's, we like variety on our tours. I mean, it makes the van rides more interesting, um, and the conversations, uh, more interesting. So we get both and we encourage both. Now, can people bring kids? Is there a minimum age for the tour? They can definitely bring kids. Um, obviously, well, you know, obviously a kid couldn't drink, um, at one of the breweries or the wineries or whatever, Sure, but you know, definitely, uh, kids are, they're very family friendly, uh, events. Uh, and we've had kids on both public and private tours. So what about some of the big names in Austin barbecue? Obviously Franklin's comes to mind, La Barbecue. Uh, those places usually have very long lines. Are you able to get into those places? Can you jump the lines or are those the ones you leave for the, uh, for your barbecue crew to go with on their own? So the way it typically works is, you know, we have a time that we will show up at a place and I coordinate all this ahead of time. It's very, you know, I take care of all the logistics and, and we know we're going to arrive at a place around a certain amount of time and they know we're coming and they know the group size and the way it normally works is we go there and just sit down at a table, either one that we find ourselves or one that's reserved for us, um, table or tables. And then they bring out, uh, an array, uh, of things, meats and sides and whatnot. And we sample sort of family style. Um, so there's no line that we wait in, in those instances, because we kind of have almost like a reservation mm-hmm. or an appointment. Uh, the only place where, where we don't do that or where this is not allowed is at Franklin. Uh, Franklin doesn't do that type of thing for tours. Um, so if someone wants to go to Franklin, they're on their own. But if they just want Franklin brisket, we can order whole Franklin briskets. And often we do that and we'll take it, for example, to our first stop at, say, a craft brewery and slice the Franklin brisket at the brewery and they can drink beer and eat Franklin brisket. Gotcha. That's Well, that's yeah. a very clever way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So we, it's kind of a good kind of a compromise there between, hey, you can't have it at all versus, hey, we'll skip the line. Yeah. When Again, when I was there last April, um, walked over to Franklin's and, of course, the line was down the hill and uh, didn't feel like standing in that. But the, the very next day was a Sunday and um, my, my wife's son talked us into going over to La Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lewis is the pit master, used to work for Aaron Franklin. I think he used to work for, uh, for John well, he- Mueller as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's now in he's now in Charleston, South Carolina. He opened uh, a barbecue joint there, so he's no longer at Law. Oh, okay, but yeah, he's he, he's kind of exporting his brand of barbecue to uh, to the uh, South Carolina Low Country, I guess is what they call it, right? But I imagine La Barbecue is still rolling. Oh yeah, yeah, they've changed locations, but they're still uh, down there uh, oh, near the did. interstate. Yeah, wow. um, and they still have the trailer and. Um, yeah. Um, so they, they are still super popular, like one of the, you know, one of the most popular spots in town and, and they are a very, um, uh, popular spot, uh, or stop for our clients who request it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We stood in line for two hours. Fortunately, okay. it was a beautiful day. Yeah. Got yeah. in line two hours. One of the things I thought was really cool is, you know, you could walk around the co- sort of the compound or the parking lot they were in. 
and they had all their tables set up with the umbrellas, and they had this one table, and there was a gal sitting there, and right next to her was one of these big, uh, what do they call it, corrugated steel troughs packed with ice, had about three kegs of Lone Star beer, and they were just giving it away to anybody that bought barbecue or was standing in line. Yeah, it's a great thing, and, and uh, you know, you just kind of can go with family and friends to these barbecue joints where you might have a line, and, and you just make it a social yeah. hour or social event and you know the time passes when you're having a good time with people you like and so you just kind of clear your schedule and and you it's not like you're just standing there waiting on uh you know yeah. waiting on something to open and there's nothing to do people bring their lawn chairs or maybe they bring their books or maybe they bring cards and and they bring drinks and whatever i mean it's kind of an event yeah it really is it and that it, and that and that makes sense i mean that works with the whole idea of the what the institution of barbecue is kind of this very family friendly gather around community let's eat and enjoy each other's company it, it makes sense well i tell people in colorado that i stood in line for two hours for barbecue in texas and they go you're crazy i go yeah. had you tasted the barbecue <laughs> you wouldn't say that because yeah, it I mean, was incredible that is the thing is like you know there there's a reason people willingly choose to stand in these lines for hours when they could go get food immediately other places is because they they like what's waiting at the end of the line oh yeah i mean i do it again tomorrow i mean i had yeah. i ordered one of the beef ribs our bill came to 80 bucks for three of us yeah the, the beef rib was 35 dollars, and it yeah. was worth every cent yeah it, people it was huge it's it's interesting seeing people get sticker shock when they order a beef rib and then they get the ticket and they think wait wait we didn't order that much food how is it that expensive and then it's like you ordered a beef rib so yeah that's why it's expensive. Do you have a set uh, a set list of places that you go to in a certain order or do you just kind of no. play it by your own or yeah, get no. a feel from where the people want to go? No, yeah, everything's different. Matter of fact, when a client emails me. Um, the first thing I say is, hey, let's chat on the phone, and we always do, just so I can learn what it is that client's looking for, what their needs are, that sort of thing. And then I I create a document, and I, I'll do three or four or five different itineraries and send it to that client for a review. Uh, there's no like set itinerary. I, I just listen to what they say, and then I start thinking in my head, okay, what could meet their needs and then you got to start thinking about the logistics of it. Like, well, if you went here, you couldn't go to this place because they'd be sold out by them. But if you started at that place, you're going to miss this because, you know, this, that, and the other. So it's just finding the stops that work logistically for whatever it is the client wants. And so that it takes a little bit of time, but it's the personal service that we offer and trying to create a tour that is customized just for you. And long way to say to answer the question, no, there's no set tour. Do the guests get into comparisons along the way? Are they talking after you've been to a couple of places? Let's let's say you went to, um, uh, you mentioned let's say Rudy's or you went to uh, Blacks in Lockhart, and yep. uh, you're on the bus. Are they going? Well, I really like the ribs at Rudy's, but I the the brisket at Blacks was off the wall. It was just so great. Oh yeah, th th this happens all the time, and it happens quite naturally without our having to say anything. But sometimes, if if they haven't already brought it up, I'll say, "So, what'd you think? How did it compare to the first stop?" And mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, I'll, I'll always kind of say something to the van like, "Favorite single meat item of the day, um, favorite favorite side item of the day," and then they get 
discussions going about what their favorite things were. Um, so either they do it naturally or I try to foster that kind of discussion. You know, not, not just because I want us to have a good time together and talk and, and be comfortable, but also because I want to know if somebody didn't like something. Yeah. Because that might be something that I want to avoid on a future tour. I'm always wanting to keep the pulse of the group so that I know, okay, what are we feeling right now? Yes or no on a thing so that I can always put together a quality tour for the future. What's the most surprising comment you've heard somebody make after a tour? Oh man. Um, gosh, I'd have to think about that. I don't know what the most surprising comment I've ever heard after tours, but I can tell you something that if it was said, would be the most surprising. I've never heard someone say I'm hungry. <laughs> that that would that would be the most surprising thing I've ever heard if someone were to say it. You know, as we've been talking here, I'm thinking about this and going to all, you know, let's say four or five different places and sitting down and sampling all this barbecue. And I can imagine at the end of the tour, people are just like, oh, yeah, it was yeah, great, well, we, but I can't move. We, we, we try to get out in front of that. And when we pull out of the, the parking lot for the tour, I say, now, listen, I've been doing this for a long time. If you haven't done this before, you got to trust me. You have to you have to graze at these places. You can't you can't treat the first stop like it's your meal for the day. We're going to have a two or three more places today. You need to leave each place a little hungry. I promise you, you're not going to be hungry at the end of the day. Mm. And they never listen. Well, I'm a certified barbecue judge, and I made that same mistake at the first contest that I judged. And people warned me, and yeah. they said, take one bite, and that's it. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you bite into a chicken thigh, and it's just like, oh, this is so good, or a rib. And you end up eating the whole thing, and by the time we got around to pork, I was starting to slide under the table. And, you know, people around the table were looking at me like, we told you, rookie. Yeah, I mean, I get it. it. It's hard to take my advice when when you sit down at the first place and you have, you know, these big trays uh, lined with butcher paper full of you know picture perfect Instagram Twitter worthy you know uh, yeah. spreads of meat, and it's like, all right, whatever I said is totally out the window. Have a nice lunch. <laughs> well, it, it is hard. You know, you walk into a place, and I'll just throw blacks out there because I've been there. Uh, met Kent Black, just a, a wonderful Texas gentleman. The food was awesome. And you walk in and there's that atmosphere and that smell. And I mean, you start salivating. I mean, you, you can't wait to get at it. Yeah, it is one of the big draws of some of these places is that initial uh, aroma when you walk in, it just yeah. captures you. You know, it's, uh, it's one of the great things. And again, you know, it's not just about eating the food. It's all about the experience and part of that experience is the ambiance and the setting and what it smells like inside and yeah it's just uh it's just the complete package i think at a lot of these texas barbecue joints you know you've got such a great idea and a great thing going i'm surprised i haven't heard of this happening other places but if somebody wants to man up and take a tour with you how do they do that yep um so our our I'm, I'm using air quotations for our website because it's just a landing page right now. Uh, Texas Q Tours, the letter Q, TexasQTours.com. It'll have our email address on there. Basically, you just email me mm -hmm. uh, or call me. Uh, email or call. I get inquiries both ways. And just let me know you want a tour, and I and we take it from there. I mean, we're in the process of building a website, but we've been in that process for a while. It's kind of on the back burner. We'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, you just email me, and then and then I I work with you, and we craft something uh, that fits your needs and your wishes, 
And uh, we just kind of take it from there on a very personalized basis. What does it cost to take the tour? Totally varies. Um, it depends on a range of factors. Uh, for example, um, ha- how long is the tour? Because uh, you got to think about our time. You got to think about the number of miles driven and the gasoline. Sure. How many stops? Um, you know, which, which stops have we chosen? Some are more expensive than others. Which items do you want included at each stop? Do you want alcohol at the places? Do you not want alcohol group size? I mean, there are all kinds of things uh, that affect the price. And so just like the itinerary, the, the price is built for you too. Gotcha. So if somebody wants to go to, uh, let's say, and I'll just throw this out there, La barbecue in Austin, they also want to go to Kreitz in Lockhart. They also want to go up to Louis Mueller's in Tyler. Um, That's going to be different for somebody who just wants to circle around Austin and just stay right in the city. Yeah, all things being equal, definitely, because the the former tour is going to take much longer than the latter. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Okay. Any other barbecue ideas up your sleeve you can share with us? uh, Or you just plan on keeping uh, Man Up Texas barbecue the main thing? Well, you know, we have several operations under it. We have the Q card, which we've had since 2010, I guess. That's a savings card. We have our big festival, Getting Sauced, which we just announced the date today, actually this morning on the blog, Sunday, October 16th. So it's just a big festival in Austin with barbecue joints, craft breweries, live music, vendors, that sort of thing. It's called Getting Sauced. That's Sunday, October 16th. That's our sixth one. Um, our wow. fifth annual was back two years ago. It was our biggest and best yet. But this past year, due to scheduling conflicts, we took a year off. So our sixth annual is actually in year number seven this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then I've got a cu- couple other things I'm working on that I can't announce yet, but just kind of new ideas that I think um, if they come to fruition will be really interesting for people, I think. Well, I need to get on your mailing list because I'd love to come down and go to the festival in October. Yeah, definitely. You should get on the mailing list um, and uh, come on down and hang out with us. Um, we love when people come in from out of state and we love meeting new people, um, particularly on the public tours where just a bunch of random people come together. And, the, and by the end of the day, they're all friends. It's really a neat yeah. thing to see. Which I think is the best thing about barbecue. You can sit down at a table of 10 and have there be 10 different people. And by the end of your meal you're going to know two or three of them, if not all of them. Exactly. Exactly. You kind of, you kind of drop all pretense, uh, when you got, you know, when you got ribs in your hands and you're, you're all messy and you Mm -hmm. got things stuck from, you know, your beard. It's just like, okay, (laughs) uh, all all the walls are coming down. We're just going to be real with each other and eat barbecue. Sounds good. Hey, Drew, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. Really appreciate you uh, being here on the story cube podcast. It's such a unique idea. And, uh, and just, I mean, I'm hungry now after talking to you. Well, you're so welcome. Uh, and like I said, we just encourage anybody to come. We, uh, we love meeting people. We, uh, we'll even pick you up at the airport if you want. We can tack that on the tour. We, we'll take you to play golf. We'll take you to shoot guns. We'll take you to the river walk. It's whatever you want to do. We like taking people to see Texas because we love it and we think they will too. Well, thanks again. I think they will too if they take that tour. So, uh, yeah. Man up Texas barbecue as soon as uh, as soon as we find out uh, if the, if the website comes up we're gonna we'll have all this information for you right here uh, with alongside the podcast so that you can just click on it 
email Drew, give him a call if you want to get down there for a tour. I guarantee you will not be disappointed and you will not leave Texas hungry. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen, brother. Thanks very much again, Drew. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Take care. Well, that's our podcast for this week. My thanks once again to Drew Thornley of Man Up Texas Barbecue. Doesn't that sound like fun? Man, I am, I'm hungry. I've got to get out and, and get me some barbecue today for sure. And uh, I, I, I've got to start making plans to get down there for the Man Up Texas Barbecue Festival. It's called Get Sauced. That sounds like just an absolute blast, a great way to sample some awesome Texas barbecue and uh, meet some of the great people that live in the great state of Texas. Well, listen, if you're not yet a subscriber to StoryQ Magazine, you can become part of our barbecue family right now. All you have to do is go to StoryQ.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y-Q-U-E.com and sign up. It's just a couple of bucks a month. And then every 30 days, you'll get StoryQ delivered to your inbox or newsstand for you to read and enjoy and to salivate over the amazing pictures. If this podcast didn't get you hungry for barbecue... Any one of the pictures in Story Q magazine certainly will. They are really first class and top notch. Once again, my thanks to Laverne Gingrich, the president and publisher of Story Q magazine, for making these podcasts possible, and of course, for you, for listening. Before I go, I want to remind you that we are always open and eager to hear your suggestions on how we can make the podcast better and what guests you might like to have us interview. You can send your suggestions or comments to Laverne at StoryQ.com or to me, Frank, at BBQChefs.us. The StoryQ podcast is published on the first and third Friday of each month. And until next time, I'm Frank Erickson saying thank you very, very much for listening. And God bless. God bless.